Picks and Bets, presented by PrizePix here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell as we again cover a two-game slate, this time for the Thursday NHL uh, playoffs. So, DJ, uh, how did your Tuesday night go? How, how's, how's your Wednesday going? And uh, what do you think about this uh, Thursday night slate we got? Um, Tuesday and Wednesday were not good. Uh, I just played one lineup. I didn't go too, too crazy with dollar amounts on either of them. I just was you know, a lot of work and other stuff outside of doing it. So I didn't end up too bad. It's just, I kind of went all in on Toronto one. Um, if you would have told me Toronto's going to win four to nothing, I would have been like, Hey, I probably worked <laughs> out well. I played the entire first line to Morgan Riley. And you know, that little edge that we talked about with Morgan Riley being on the first power play, you know, it worked out and lo and behold, uh, no points for Matthews, Marner, Hyman, or Riley. And they scored four goals. Riddle yourself that one. And Tavares is out, obviously. So a great, amazing. And then um, I had a couple pretty good takes on Wednesday, a couple pretty good guys, but I played Tristan Jari, like an absolute flopping fish, the biggest <laughs> flounder of a fish that you could ever find ashore. And I um, mean, to be like fair, a rock. Just to a be rock. fair, Jari was, you know, floundering around a bit in that. So he might, uh, you know, but yeah, no, it's been uh, interesting. I mean, obviously with two games on Tuesday and then three games on Wednesday, um, I was, you know, pretty happy to see the Leafs just lay it down on Montreal. I mean, I thought that was just going to happen. Uh, Nashville also put up a fight. So, you know, if you parlayed the, the puck line on Nashville and, you know, Toronto, like hooray, you, you know, you made out a little bit. Um, but for DFS, you know, uh, Tuesday was awesome. Could have been excellent had Saros not given up the literal first shot in overtime. Uh, I, all I needed was one more save and, you know, I just was sailing past people. Um, you know, I'm not even greedy. I didn't even want to win, but you know, whatever, that's just the way it's gone. Um, and then Wednesday night, uh, you know, it's, it's real tough. We lost, uh, we lost both Pittsburgh and we lost the Panthers. So uh, the wild remain our only hope for some Friday night hockey. Otherwise we will be frozen out on uh, on Friday, unless they get some other series going quick. Um, so you know, with all that in mind, is there anything else off the top you wanted to get to, DJ? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just there's a, a website that I heard about recently that I know you wanted to talk about. So I thought I thought you'd talk about that first. Yeah, no, uh, that, that's a great call. So, uh, of course, we couldn't do this without our lovely sponsor of PrizeFix. So be sure to give them some support. Tell them thanks. Head on over to PrizeFix.com and use promo code MMN is in Mayo Media Network. And they'll give you up to a $100 match deposit bonus. I mean, you're telling them thanks for sponsoring and they're giving you money for that pleasure. I mean, uh, you know, just, just do that. It seems like a great deal. Uh, so, you know, free is free. So um, again, it's a $100 match deposit bonus. What you do over on PrizePix is you look at their big board. They got a big board for almost any sport you can imagine, uh, even Valorant which is one of DJ's favorite sports. Um, he just recently learned what it is. Um, for the 10th time. Yeah, they, they got hockey, they've got golf, baseball, basketball, you name it. Price Picks has got it. All you're doing is you're looking at the over-under on each player and you're deciding, do I want the over or do I want the under? That's it. There's nothing else. There's no, you know, you don't need to run it through a thousand simulations to get, the, like, no. You're just like, is he going to go over that score or under that score? Uh, for hockey, you get three points for a goal two points for an assist and a half point for a shot and a half point for a block shot. Uh, that means, you know, guys like Dougie Hamilton who are firing the puck from everywhere. Those are those guys you want to take the overs on, you know, uh, just, just a little hint there. Um, but yeah, so make sure you're heading over to prizepicks.com 
Use promo code MMN to let them know we sent you, and they'll give you up to $100 match deposit bonus as a thank you for doing so. Uh, so with that, DJ, let's get into the two games on tap here. Uh, it's going to sound pretty similar to uh, Tuesday's show that we did, but, you know, uh, them's the breaks. We can only play the schedule that is given to us. Uh, so we lead things off with Toronto uh, heading back home up three to one in the series, looking to close out Montreal at minus two. 45. Uh, what do you think about this one? And how do you like Montreal's chances to extend the series? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, we kind of talked about it on Tuesday. And, and what we I said on Tuesday, if you want to recap was, hey, we like Toronto, we like the under, um, you know, maybe like a two to one, three to one, and, you know, Toronto just took care of all the goals and made it four to zero. Um, I still kind of, you know, like the under and, and Toronto because I just, I didn't see anything from Montreal that made me really think they had really much of a fighting chance. I could name maybe a couple quality scoring chances that I can remember. Um, but overall in that game, the expected goals for them, it actually was not, it was 2.6 uh, expected goals, which wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, but I really didn't see as many quality chances as maybe the models are indicating. Um, for me, I think that if Austin Matthews and, and, and the guys get it going again, and, and, you know, in reality, you look at the metrics, they did not look good. Obviously they didn't score, but the line that played against them for most of the game, and, and actually Montreal did mix it up a bit more than normal, was the Tatar, Deneau, Gallagher. They actually played pretty well against them. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to talk myself into maybe playing too much depth on Toronto, but most of those depth lines actually caved them in completely. So I'm okay with the narrative of like taking Toronto and the under again. Um, pretty easily and then just not fading this game but maybe going a little bit under on my lineup correlations with them because I just don't think there'll be a ton of scoring yeah uh, there's really only a couple of potential news items that we should keep an eye on um, on the Toronto side at least and that is the status of Nick Foligno uh, with no Foligno Kerfoot's been playing alongside uh, Nylander and um why am I blanking on who their second line? Oh, Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk uh, yeah. You know, Kerfoot and, yeah, I mean, they both had three-point nights between Kerfoot yeah. and Galchenyuk. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily banking on that happening again, of course. Um, but, you know, it is definitely an upgrade in role for a guy, especially Kerfoot, uh, who is getting some second power play time, you know, with no Foligno. Uh, that's almost solidified, you know, uh, 16, 17 minutes power play PK time. He just sort of seems like an obvious value piece. Um, looking at some of the player props that we do have available uh, at this point in time, I'm sort of liking the William Nylander over on shots at minus 118. It's over, it's over two and a half. Um, he doesn't he doesn't actually have like the best rates on the series to this point, but he's got four goals in four games. I mean, he's playing some excellent hockey, and I just think playing alongside both Galchenyuk and Kerfoot, guys who just aren't necessarily shot takers themselves um, that Nylander's in for, you know, a big shots game coming up. And also uh, there's also a chance he gets on the top power play. You know, he's been uh, mixing in with the top unit from time to time. So I think anytime I can get some exposure there, that's what I'm interested in. Uh, but is there anything maybe on the blue line for Toronto that you're interested in before we move over to Montreal? Well, thanks for teeing it up. But yeah, uh, Morgan Riley was back on the top power play, which was something we expected or at least thought we might see. Uh, we were pretty confident William Nylander would be there. He actually did get the bump. Joe Thornton started there and then Nylander went up and then Thornton scored in the second unit, of course. That's how things work out. Um, but Morgan Riley with Rasmus Sandin out did get the bump. So I do like him, especially to get a point or a power play point if you could play it. Um, I don't 
No, I don't actually think it's on. Is it on there anywhere? I don't think. No, it's not on the, the Sportsbook Crowdbook now right now. But oh, I, it actually is for me. Morgan so, Riley, probably point. Yeah, it was plus three. Oh, yeah, wow. Ten. Ten. Yeah, three ten and stuff. And that he's definitely a guy that'll touch the puck on that power play quite yeah, frequently exactly. because they yep. try to feed it to Matthews and it's gonna come from the point man, which is why Sandin was in play. Um, and you know, if you look at uh like we mentioned some different stuff uh, as far as like power play, and I will try to retweet them if our, our buddy Wookie puts them out, but he actually tries to put like who's shooting, it's like obviously Matthews, but it's gonna come <laughs> yeah. from the point. Um yeah, I guess the, the one weird like different angle that I wanted to get to um is just like I said, if you're in a, if you're going to fade this game, which, you know, I'm still going to play Matthews probably no matter what. Um, I honestly don't hate the idea of playing like a Simmons Mikheyev and Simmons played second power play. Mikheyev doesn't play any, but Mikheyev actually was like pretty good in expected goals compared to what I thought he would be. Um, and it's incredibly cheap, but I think that that's like one narrative to try to get like huge pieces of the other game in DFS, which is my plan. Um, you have any thoughts on taking the depth? I mean, like I said, they cave yeah, I, in. Yeah, Spezza and, you know, uh, Spezza and Thornton had great nights. But honestly, the guy I'm most excited about is Wayne Simmons. I think he's yeah. the perfect, uh, you know, Min guy who Saturday. could. Yeah, I think he's a guy who could really pop off you. He's got 15 shot attempts in four games. And, yeah. you know, the thing about Wayne Simmons is he's not taking these low danger chances, you know, from out wide. Like maybe a guy like Matthews or Nylander will. Like Simmons is in there getting dirty. Um, so, you know, if he's taking 15 shot, shot attempts, he has nothing to go for it. Like, I think that turns around quickly. There is so. an expected goals tied with yeah. like Hyman and Spezza, um, for them last game. And yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. So I think Simmons makes the most like logical sense as a one-off, but I could, you know, I don't think I'm going to find the roster space for two wingers from that game. Unless if it's Marner and yeah. Matthews, but, okay. um, I'm just saying like, we can have two on the, in the penalty go, but I think Simmons, I mean, he hit the block bonus too, and he could definitely do that again. Yeah. Um, anything on Montreal you wanted to mention because they did. Yeah, do I mean, just just one and... one more thing on Toronto. We don't really know that Sandine's going to be out again. Um, it was definitely a thing where they were playing on a back to back, and Dermot's. You know, he's been there, done that in the playoffs before. So, you know, they got him dressed. There's no indication that Sandine was hurt. Um, maybe he was nursing something. We just don't know. Um, without a practice on Wednesday, we just won't know until, you know, until morning skate. So do keep an eye on that. We might get some wonkiness when it comes to Sandine and that power play. Um, and, you know, capitalizing on that is in and of itself a great thing. I mean, 12% of people I saw over on DraftKings played Sandine on a game where he wasn't dressing. So, you know, those people probably won't be going back to it because they're not checking news. And a lot of people just straight up won't see, you know, Sandine's dressing or on a power play that he's doing so. So do keep an eye on that. Uh, but for now, we do expect Dermot to remain in and for Morgan Riley to remain the top guy there. Um, so to sort of tee up your other question about Montreal, um, you know, on the road, it's going to be tougher for them to dictate matchups. So I think for me, I'm just going with, you know, rather than anything, you know, like matchup related, I'm just going with the guy who's looked really good in this series so far. And that's Brian Gallagher. I mean, yeah. he looks, uh, you know, real solid coming off of his injury. The minutes are always going to be a concern with him, um, which is why he's not like a core piece. But he's taking shots, you know, uh, he's getting chances. He's got 11 scoring chances so far in the series um, and just nothing to show for it. So, you know, yeah. I think that he's maybe a guy who, if Montreal keeps this one close, he's uh, probably the likeliest catalyst in doing so. And, and his shot prop two and a half. I mean, he had a lot of only three on net he actually hit the post so i think that two and a half at minus 114 is like a pretty easy like um pretty easy take so 
and his line mates he was with, um, Dano and Tatar are just definitely going to tee him up more than they're going to shoot. Like Tatar maybe has a little bit of rate history, but Dano doesn't. And yeah. they're both going to be passing. With all that being said, we can move on to the second and final game. Um, we have Nashville at home this time against Carolina. Um, Nashville plus 120, Carolina minus 140, a little bit closer to the mean there on this one. And it's been close, obviously, three straight overtime games. So Carolina's heavy favorite has gone um, subsided. Um, obviously, in the, in the last game, Carolina did get the win. Uh, what are your thoughts on the last game? What are your thoughts going into this game? Are you expecting uh, Trenton to uh, you know get the third goal and get a hat trick next game? I think that's probably <laughs> it. But yeah, I mean, well, I, I was just shocked that Brock McGinn didn't pick up the hat trick for uh, yeah. you know for, for Carolina <laughs> after his two goal performance. Um, but anyway, I mean, I thought that game kind of went how I expected it to. Um, except for one glaring issue, which we will get to at the end because it came at the end. Um, but you know, it was, it was an exciting game. It wasn't the most, you know, up-tempo game. It wasn't, you know, a downtrodden game by any means, but it was just fun. I don't really know, like, you know, thinking of these teams matchup wise, it doesn't really seem like those two really match up and, you know, this fun sort of environment, but it just was, um, you know, guys were just really, really moving out there to defensemen were getting super involved in the play. Um, so just in general, I actually sort of like this game more than I do the Toronto Montreal game um, from a pace perspective. Um, but with that, I kind of am digging the over on this one and you know, why, why the hell not? I think Nashville pulls out, you know, pulls another rabbit out of their hat. Uh, maybe this time they win the overtime game, you know, that they go three and one in overtime in this series. Uh, wait, three and two. Did Carolina win the first one in OT? Now I'm blanking. Okay. Um, I think this is the fourth one. Okay. Anyway. They've um, been three, right? OT games? I'm, I got to look it up now. I'll look it up. You talk. <laughs> yeah. Last week, it might as well be last year at this point in the playoffs. Um, okay. But I, I'm going with the Nashville side of things. I think that they offer up a lot of value uh, at plus 120. Um, you know, the expected goals were certainly slightly slanted toward Carolina, but nothing like we were seeing in the regular season. And I'll say it again. I mean, when guys like Matt Duchesne are buzzing and, you know, they're getting the puck to guys like Philip Forsberg, I think the goals will actually come. Um, so that's what I'm really banking on here. I'm banking on these, you know, high paid, uh, high pressure guys who haven't come through historically coming through. So maybe that's a bit dangerous, but that's also why they're, you know, that's why they're plus money on the money line. So uh, I will take the Nashville side here, but what are your thoughts? You know, I, I honestly, I really think Carolina is a far superior team in this matchup. And I know Nashville's back at home and you can, you know, talk, talk yourself into watching uh, Taylor Lewan chugging beers, filling it all over his family. Did you read the tweet at all that he put out there after the game? Um, I didn't see his tweet. Saw, no. Yeah, Taylor Lewan is a lineman for the Tennessee Titans. For those of you who do not know, he one game drank a beer out of a catfish when they were in the playoffs, and the Titans were there. And he tweeted after the game because he like basically like tried to egg him on and whatever, and he chugged a couple beers. Um, he said he said it was he, he said even though my daughter um, complained the whole way home about how daddy got water <laughs> all over her and mommy, that it was well worth it to get the fans riled up. So pretty funny there. And, I, and it's a cool atmosphere. I kind of like Carolina to win this one handily. I'm not going to dive into that narrative. I kind of look like a five to one game um, here, but I do want to get more pieces from this game. Um, you know, maybe as it being five to three, you know, maybe Nadelkovich doesn't 
make a couple saves. And, you know, if you watch that game, you probably saw one of the odder goals from Trennan that, you know, was really weird. And then you also saw a very weird goal get called back on Carolina, which I think left everyone kind of wondering. Uh, what, yeah. what the so, I mean, Carolina expected goals were just about double Nashville's, um, which isn't always the perfect indicator. I know it's not a perfect science on, on that front, but I of getting Hamilton and Yossi in my lineups um, if it's possible, which it might not end up working out because I do want to prioritize Matthews, but I think it's doable. And then building a couple guys around them. Um, do you have any thoughts on that narrative and any, and then we'll get the props, but I kind of, that's kind of what my first thought was. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, a lot of the defense is coming from, or the offense is coming from the defense here. Um, and, you know, Dougie's always been super involved. Roman Yossi the last few games certainly has looked the part too. Uh, getting Jacob Slavin back, you know, obviously it's a defensive boost for to Carolina. Um, but, you know, putting him out there, like he's a guy who also will get involved. And, you know, it won't be a guy, say, like, uh, you know, Jake Bean, who's sort of, you know, uh, a, a rookie to the playoffs playing alongside Dougie Hamilton, it's just sort of like, you know, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to do my job, I'm going to make sure I don't get, you know, I, I don't get the Ethan Bear treatment by making a terrible play, getting benched and, you know, having the entire fan base hate me. Um, you know, it's something where I, I think that slaving back in general is a boon to Carolina, but also just a boon to the pace. You know, we want these talented guys with a lot of confidence out there doing their thing. Um, and I think that's what we get here. So, you know, I, I certainly do. If I had to pick one bet from this game, I'd like the over. Uh, you can actually get plus 110 on the over five and a half right now. So uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. Uh, but yeah, let, let's talk about some of these player props because, um, you know, I the first one I had in mind was Philip Forsberg. And I'm hoping that John Hines learned his lesson. You know, uh, they get a they get a power play in overtime. And Hines is like, I did it. I finally fixed the power plays. You know, they're generating chances. Um, you know, like they were fine. They weren't even great, but they were fine, which for Nashville is excellent. And then he puts the Carrier unit on the ice instead of the Forsberg unit. Philip Forsberg never touches the ice. Carrier takes a penalty. And then, you know, Carolina scores immediately after the negated power play. So it's just like, is he actually going to focus on this Forsberg unit um, that's generating chances and good looks, you know, uh, like very surprisingly, I, I hope so, but man, yeah. that really, really painful. That was the, one of the more painful things. And, and the penalty was just so stupid. It's one of those things where it's just like, they almost have to call it, even though it's such yeah. a, like a lazy, stupid thing. But my God, I, I was, I was amazed. I was literally like, it was, my roommate was like, who the heck is that guy? Like, this is the first power play. And I was like, that's, if you would only listen to my podcast, great roommate. But I was like, we were talking about this. And yeah, it was something else. But, you know, I, I guess my thing about this game is I, it'd be really hard for me to pick one national prop and feel good about it. I, I don't know if, I know you said, you know, Forsberg or something and it's there. I get it. I don't think there's one prop that I really, really like. Um, maybe you can try to convince me of one. Um I, I won't be taking any props on the Nashville side. I think there's just so much shot volume that we're going to see from Carolina that it just makes too much sense to just take one of them. I, well, you could talk I mean, to so many. I have a couple because, yes. you know, you talked about Dougie and Yossi and DFS. I mean, there are lines to pick up a point. So either a goal or an assist minus 106 for Yossi. Dougie's minus 118. I mean, I love yeah. Roman Yossi. 
but Dougie at minus 118 is ridiculously low. Is, um, low. You know, all he needs to do is pass the puck to Sebastian Ajo on the power play, and there you go. He's got it. You know, he takes 100 shots a game from the blue line. He can get there. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of ways for Dougie to, you know, of course, pick up one singular point. And minus 118 just feels like a great line for it. Really um, that might be the best. That might be the best one. Yeah. So I think that's like my favorite uh, player prop here. But you could probably talk me into a couple of the shot on goal props. Um, we saw Nino Niederreiter play a bit of an increased role. Uh, over two for him, minus 120. All he needs to do is hit two points just to or two shots just to um, to level it out. And three shots, you know, that, that's a win. So I, I love getting that number. And then Marty Natchez, I mean, he had a game and a half, but he's on his prop is set at over one and a half, uh, minus 158. And, you know, if he's out there uh, with some confidence putting the puck on net like he was last game, I think those, you know, those two guys also make a lot of sense for uh, singles bets, I would say. Yeah, yeah singles bets. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so the one thing that I did want to get to just touch on, at least outside of the props, and I think we got the main really good ones. We don't have to go too deep. It, it, the, one of the bigger things about Slavin coming back is he played 26 minutes. He did go to overtime briefly, but they really rode four defensemen and uh, Hakapainen and Bean were kind of ostracized to the back of Bean even more than that. Can you um, say his name one more time for me, DJ? Hakap. Oh, I put like way too many letters on that. Hakapainen. Hakapainen. Oh my that's god, it. that's it. What the heck name was Hak- I thinking of? Hakapainen. <laughs> <laughs> this is such classic. Um, yeah. Uh, I like, I like, as soon as I said it, no, I actually, I thought I said it right. I think I'm thinking of someone else. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Tavo um, it's definitely Hockenbach. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like Teravine and honestly a lot tomorrow, 5300 with Aho because their power was all over the map, but I really think those will be on there. Um, yeah. No, I just, those guys got pretty much thrown off the face of the earth uh, with, you know, Pesci and Slavin and Hamilton taking all the minutes, but you know, Brady Shea, honestly, he looked really impressive. I thought, I thought he looked great out there. Maybe not a huge DFS asset, but what is it? What is his price? Am I losing 3,800? Yeah, that definitely doesn't quite do it. His shot volume just isn't, might not be there, but um, with all that being said, I, I guess it's like harder to find a punt, but why don't we get yeah, maybe um, a little bit more DFS centric right now and talk yeah, about a couple guys sure. maybe. Sure. So, I mean, that's a perfect segue because just to cap off my thoughts in this game, I'm going to say the same thing that I did last slate and it didn't really work out. Um, But I, you know, I always target the guys on the power play who are playing the role of, you know, on the triangle, on the perimeter, they're touching the puck, they're passing it back and forth, taking shots. And that to me is Philip Forsberg, of course. Um, But just, you know, the guys he's with are going to be much lower owned and I think have a lot of merit to them in Matthias Eckholm and Kay Yarncroc. Um, if those two guys remain on the power play, uh, that just to me seems like a perfect way to get a little bit different while still getting great correlation in your lineups. Um, you could go, you know, Johansson, Shane, and just sort of be, you know, run the mill stacker of Philip Forsberg. But, you know, I, I love the power play. I love the sort of opportunity that that brings. So, I will ride that. Um, let's keep an eye on morning skate, though. Make sure those power play units hold up. And if we need to adjust, we will. Um, but for now, I think that's my favorite, you know, build around stack. But uh, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I think there's two angles on this slate that I'm going to be doing. It's either do you play Austin Matthews and Marner or just Austin Matthews? Or do you just take Yossi Hamilton and stack around that game entirely? Um 
because I, yeah, I kind of looked into it more. You really can't do both without taking a ton of puns. They're all, all three of those guys in Hamilton, Yossi and Matthews. And I really think that that's the, the way you're going to want to get multiple pieces of them. Um, and I'm going to, so I think that my favorite stack is that power play in Carolina with Ajo, Tara, Vinan and Hamilton that should probably stick together. Um, or if you can afford Sveshnikov, it's not difficult, too difficult. What is he now? He is, oh my God. Yeah. Six, six K Teravine in the 700 discount. So see what you can do with it. Um, but I think if you don't end up playing Matthews and you go with like a Simmons, Mikheyev or something, even just Simmons and, and maybe like one other guy um, and hope that Toronto one doesn't, doesn't do it again, which I, I think is somewhat in the wrong possibility, but I don't love it. Then, Maybe, but I, you know, that, that's kind of my overarching DFS thoughts. I think right now my plan is to play Matthews and Hamilton and prioritize them over Yossi just because I think I'm going to end up with Zendalkovich and Net because I think that Nashville is going to continue to not quite build that offense upside that they, they'll need. And I think Zendalkovich is a lot better of a goalie than he's shown in the playoffs, and maybe he'll get back to form, unlike Kristen Jari, who's just terrible. Um, <laughs> so with, with all that being said, I think I'm going to have to find a couple of punts and it's probably going to be Wayne Simmons. I think that on the in the National Carolina games, it really might be Brock McGinn, and he didn't get any power play time that I remember. No. Faust got the power play time, and I don't know. But McGinn is just, when he's out there, he's shooting. I don't know. Is there any any other, other guys that maybe I'm missing that are super cheap? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Simmons is probably the, the, the obvious one for me right yeah. now. You know, maybe not obvious to everyone, but to me, that's like sort of where I'm looking. However, there is a chance on Montreal that we do get some blue line reshuffling. Um, guys like John Merrill, Brett Kulak could come out and, you know, in their place could be, uh, you know, uh, Alexander Romanov. Uh, he would be a very attractive DFS play to me if he were to play. Uh, he's one of those guys when he's out there, he's putting the puck on goal. He's, you know, he blocks a lot of shots too. Um, so, you know, obviously minutes would be a concern, but I do think Montreal, we could see some uh, scrambling sort of after, you know, two tough losses at home, uh, just trying to save their season and playing some better players, in my opinion, like Romanov. So that's one place just I'm looking. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's a few options to punt and none of them are great. So I say get as crazy as you want if you're one-offing um, because I don't think anyone knows for certainty, you know, where the where the 20-point game's coming from uh, cheap. So let's recap things. Uh, give me one bet if you had to make it uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we'll leave your family out of it. You know, no, no, you know, no death to your family if you miss it or whatever. Um, I think they survived last time we did that because say, I think Matthews did score the last time we okay. did one of those. So say, you know, a guy walks up to you on the street and says, this is my last hundred dollars. Where would you put it? Dougie Hamilton get a point. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I will go. I will go on the Willie Nylander over two and a half shots for me. Um, I think he's got a big game coming out of him. Uh, keeps up the goal scoring streak. And uh, yeah, so there are our two favorite bets of the night. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say, DJ, before we uh, head into our Thursdays? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that the playoffs have been really, really, really good so far. I'd say I was going one to 10. I'd put it at like a solid eight to nine. Um, definitely feel bad for the Edmonton Oilers fans and, and, and the team. You know, I really hated to see it. I, I even, you know, I was kind of okay with Winnipeg winning that series because I thought it'd be fun, but I hate seeing McDavid go in four games. That, that's probably the one biggest downside to that. Um, other than that, if your team's moving on, enjoy it. Um, definitely tweet at us. Tweet at us your favorite 
bets as well. Tweet anything. Uh, I know it's kind of slowed down a bit. The season's been very, there's been so much content. It, it's just been <laughs> nonstop with everything. So I get that some people are probably out there right now, just like taking a break and enjoying the sun, but definitely keep tweeting at us. Keep letting us know what's going on. Um, keep supporting everything. Keep checking out prize picks and all that stuff. Um, that's probably it. Yeah. You have anything else you want to get to? Okay, perfect. Uh, no, I didn't have anything, you know, next week. Um, you know, we don't really know what the schedule will look like, but we imagine we'll be back here on Tuesday and Thursday. You know, the NHL is not that evil. I don't think uh, to give us a day about hockey down the stretch here. So um, we should be talking to you guys next week. Obviously stay tuned to this feed for Chris Meany and his friends. You know, if, if he's, if he's got people coming on to talk about it, but you know, Meany's always worth listening to uh, break down these sort of slates. So just be sure to, you know, subscribe on your podcasts or subscribe on YouTube to fantasy hockey picks and bets presented by prize picks. And of course, big thanks to prize picks for sponsoring this show. Use promo code MMN when you sign up over there for a $100 match deposit bonus. All right, guys. Best of luck on this Thursday. I'm Matt. That's DJ. Thanks, Prize Picks. We will see you.